Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Well, once again, it is always a blessing to meet. It's a privilege to sing together and to gather together. I hope you did. I'll have a wonderful Christmas, and um, I just love each of you, and I'm grateful for each one of you. If you can at this time, I just want to ask you, if you brought a Bible with you, to grab your Bible and open it up, or you can open up your Bible app. And I want you to go to um, the Gospel of Luke. That's the third book in the New Testament. That's where we're going to be at today. We're going to be in Luke chapter 9. We're going to pick up in verse 57 and on. So Luke 9, 57. You can also get out your worship guide if you want to. Um, As always, you can follow along. You can take notes if you want to do that. And so um, that's what we're going to be looking at today. Now, before we get started, I do want to say something that you may or may not be aware of, but this here is, um, it's a really unique service. It's a unique service because today is the last weekend of the year, so that makes it kind of unique. But it's even more unique than that because this is the last weekend of the decade, right? So it's, it's, it's unique. It's the last weekend of the decade. And, and knowing that, it's made me think about some things. It's made me kind of, I don't know, um, recollect. I don't know. I was thinking about in a decade. I've been here about a decade here, here at Silverdale. And I was just thinking a lot of things can change in a decade. And I was just trying to think back what was life like for me and my family a decade ago. I, I know this a decade ago, my son, he was like one year old. My daughter hadn't been born. Um, I don't know how long you all have been going here, maybe not a decade, but this room right here, this sanctuary right here, a decade ago, there were pews in this place. I know, it's hard to imagine. Now we have this theater seating. But I'll tell you what, 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 what's really interesting to me, this service, this service right here did not exist a decade ago, God in his sovereignty in the last year decided, the last decade decided to move in such a way to begin this service here. So, you know, a lot can happen in a decade. A lot can happen in a year. A lot of things can change in a decade. But um, next week, when we gather, it's going to be the year 2020. And I want to be honest with you, that doesn't even really sound like a real year. It sounds I mean, honestly, it sounds like what a prescription for eyeglasses, right? It does. 2020, that's some Jetson stuff, right? Did you guys, any of you, you watch the Jetsons, the Jetsons, right? Any of you, some of you, all right. I used to that cartoon. And 2020 sounds like something from the Jetsons. And I was thinking about this. We do have some of the things today that they had in the Jetsons, right? Um, like like, 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 like tele- telephones where you can see each other. Like, we got that. I mean, so that's, that's kind of weird. I thought, when I would, listen, I was thinking about this. When I was younger and I was watching the Jetsons, I really thought by maybe 2020, flying cars would be kind of a bigger deal. But we haven't got there yet, right? But nonetheless, we're going to come back. It's going to be 2020. And a lot of things, listen, a lot of things change. Things change. Technology changes. Cultures change. 
Styles change, tastes change. I would imagine this. I would imagine that you might be here today worrying about something that next year at the same time you'll even forget about that thing altogether. But in addition to that, because things change, this time next year there might be something you're worrying about that's not even on your radar at this time. Things change. Things change. But we know this the people of God, there's one thing that never changes. It's God, right? Come on. God's the same today as he was yesterday. He's going to be the same next year at this time as he is today. So, so here's the deal. No matter what we face, no matter what you face this next year, no matter what you face this next decade, we know our God's going to be the same We know that he's going to be holy. We know he's going to be with us in addition to that. And here's what I want to land on today. I know that God's call on my life and God's call on your life will be the same next year as it is today. His call on our life does not change. Even the very last moment when he takes us home, that call does not change. Everything changes. Things are changing around us. But the call doesn't change. So the question is, what's the call? What is the call placed upon us? Well, you could word it in many different ways, but I just like to say the call placed upon us is we are to follow him. As Christians, we are to follow him. We we are not called to follow trends. We're not called to follow um, fashion or technology We are not called, please hear me, we are not called to follow popularity. Popularity is one of the silliest waste of time seeking that. We don't follow that. We follow Jesus, all right? That's a bedrock. We're going to be following Jesus. God don't change. We've been called to follow Jesus. Okay, here's where I want to go because I'm thinking on this, okay? I know that God's call on my life to follow him will not change. And God's call on your life over this next year, next decade, until the Lord takes you home, it's not going to change. It's going to be to follow him. Knowing that, I also know this. Each one of us will be tempted in the coming year to not follow him. We need to know that in advance. We need to be aware of that in advance. You will be, and I will be, tempted to follow trends We're going to be tempted to follow technology, and as much as I hate it and I fight it, there will be a pull on you to follow popularity. We need to be aware of that. So this coming year, I want us to be aware. I want us to be following him and aware of that. That's why we're going to look at Luke. That's how I landed on this text, Luke 9, 57 and on. Because in this text, Jesus gives us, shows us three things that hinder people from following him. And I think it's altogether helpful. It's been helpful for me. I think it'll be helpful for all of us to look at these things, knowing, hey, listen, things change. Technology change. Health changes. All these things change. God doesn't change. God's call upon me hasn't changed. I'm going to be tempted to not do the things which I have been called to do. So let me look at these hazards. Let me see what is going to be up ahead And I'll tell you this, if you're aware of the things that you're going to face in the future, you will be better prepared, I believe, when they come on you and you see them to not fall into them, okay? So we're going to walk through this, and I'm going to tell you in advance, I've been through this and I've studied it, I've looked upon this, I've thought upon this, and it's been helpful to me 
And I believe it will be helpful to you as well. So three things, three things at the end of this, end of the year, the end of this decade, let's put it in our, our heads, three things that will hinder people from following Christ Jesus. It's gonna be true of all of us. Number one, first thing, first thing that might entangle you, might hinder you is this, a desire for the easy life. The desire for the easy life. Okay, I was thinking on this, like, Let's be honest, like, who does not like an easier life? Like, I, <laughs> I never wake up in the morning thinking, you know what, today, I wanna make my life more complicated, right? Now, my wife might sometimes think that I do that, but I don't, I just, ma- I, can make some, I, I can make some lame decisions throughout the day and things get more complicated. But, but, it's, but so, I don't want a more complicated life, I want a more, um, efficient life. I want to do things easier. Listen, there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong necessarily with that, right? We want things more efficient. We want things easier. We don't want uncalled for burdens on us. But the problem occurs when we exalt the easy life over following Jesus. That's where the problem occurs. Now, here's the deal. That's easy to happen, it's so easy. It's so easy. And in, a, in an attempt, you know, you want things to be easier. You want things to be the, the road that's the easy life, whatever. And then you slowly start doing it in such a way where that goes over or is above or greater importance than following Jesus. That's a problem. Let's look at it. Verse 57. Here's where we go. Let's set this up. The first part. Let's look. Here's what it says. As they were going along the road pause let's talk about here this this is the setup here's what's going on you got the picture of jesus jesus is on a road jesus got people along with him they just they fought they're following him they're with him right those people are with him right we don't know the name of the road we don't know the location of the road we don't know but often in the new testament you're going to see jesus walking on a road and you're going to see him surrounded by people they're following him. That's, that's, that's the picture here. That's what's going on. You got Jesus, you got people. Now, now these people, they're, they're not all there for the same reason. Like you got different people there for different reasons. Like some people, they love Jesus. Some people are disciples. Some people don't like Jesus. They still hanging out with him, right? Some people trying to trap Jesus in some sort of conversation. Some people, some people there just because they think it's like a circus. They're like, they're like, man, I heard this dude can turn water into wine. I'm going to hang out with him to see if he does something that's entertaining. So you got Jesus, you got this big crowd here. We don't know where they're all at, all right? They're all following him all around him. You get to verse 57, the last half. Okay, here we go, here we go. Someone said to him, all right, somebody gonna, you got the crowd, you got the people, someone comes up to Jesus and says, I will follow you wherever you go. All right, all right, all right, okay, okay, I see. Let's just talk about this, right? Someone, we don't know his name, in that crowd, he's walking along, dirt road. Hey, hey, Jesus, 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 wherever you go, I'm in, man. Wherever you go, I'm in, I'm gonna follow you. That sounds good, sounds good. I wanna talk about, real quick, two words there. Follow you. If you want to, circle them. You can star them because we have, I think, in the church today, it's become more of a deal to not really know what is going on here. So let me, let me talk about this. We have a misunderstanding of this. Uh, in the Greek, the words that this man is saying is, 
agalatheo. Guy's walking, goes up to Jesus. He's like, I will agalatheo you, all right? Agalatheo is a bit different than the English translation, follow me. Um, the English translation, follow me, does not carry the weight of agalatheo. It doesn't have the broadness or the depth in it. In the Greek, agalatheo is always used in the present imperative tense. It means, this is what it means. It means to continuously, endlessly, lifelong, fully devoted to you. In addition, there is this whole aspect of submission to the person that you're going to agalatheo. And so, so it's a little bit bigger than this word, follow me. In English, it's a little bigger. And, that, and that's led, listen, that's led to some problems in the church today. It has. So much so, and I'm going to talk about this a bit. I'm going to make some pretty big statements here. It's not true everywhere. But so much so that some people, I've heard it taught this way, that this word, follow me, is an invitation by Jesus to like, like come, come hang out with me. Come hang out with me. That's not what agalatheo means. Jesus has never asked anyone to come simply hang out with him. Jesus is not asking you to come to his house, eat pizza, and watch Netflix. That's not what's going on here. That's not the call. The call is to die to self, pick up your cross. Agalatheo is a little bit different than this English concept, especially in the Western culture that we live in, follow me. Therefore, this man is not saying, hey, Jesus, can I come just hang out with you? Relax at your house, have some pizza. Hey, Jesus, I just want to have some fun with you. That's not what this man is saying. He is not saying this. This man on the road with Jesus walked up to him and says, I want to agalatheo you. I want to continuously, endlessly for my whole life devote myself to you. I'm committed to you and I submit myself unto you. Agalatheo, all right? Feel the weight. Feel the weight of what this man has just said. He's walked up to Jesus. He just said this. Now I'm thinking... That's kind of cool. That sounds like something the guy just said, I'm going to agalatheo the living God. Notice next how Jesus responds. Because you would th- I would think Jesus would be all happy and stuff. Somebody's going to follow me. Look how Jesus responds, verse 58. And Jesus said to him, this is an unnamed man, foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head what? No, seriously, what? What are you talking about, Jesus? This man just said, this man just said, he's going to agalatheo you. What, what, what's going on here? Jesus had seen the heart of this man. Jesus knew that this man's love for comfort was greater than his love for Jesus. Jesus is like this. I don't, I think you say something like this. Just like looking at him and saying, listen, I don't think you know what you're talking about. Because what you got to understand is if you follow me, it's not, it's not going to be comfortable. We've got to beat that out of our heads. Nowhere at any time does Jesus ever say following him will be easy. 
One of the greatest blessings I had in my life when I was younger was a Christian man told me, Travis, you're not cool. Being a Christian and being cool is impossible. They are absolutely opposed to each other. And if we're going around, if we're going around somehow, we're Christians and we're cool outside the church, something's wrong because Jesus done said those two things don't go together. He says it right here. Hey, guys, it's so curious. Foxes, common in Israel, in that area. Birds all over the place. Jesus just said the creator has less comfort in this world at this time when he was incarnate in the flesh than the creatures that he had made. And he's like, I want you to know this. See, this man viewed Jesus in terms of what he could gain rather than the forgiveness of sins at any cost. You could say this man wanted the benefit of following Jesus, but he didn't want the sacrifices And once again, I would say, there's many in church today who are just like this man. Maybe even here today, like this man. Like, like there's people who attend church regularly. They may serve, they may even give, but they do all of that for reasons other than a love of Jesus. And you might say, well, that's crazy, man. Why? What would motivate someone to be in church, to give in church, to serve in church for reasons other than a love for Jesus? Well, I don't know. I've had men give testimonies about they came to church simply because they wanted to make business contacts. Um, some people say they come to church simply because, well, after, I mean, I've had conversations that they were going to church all the time simply because they wanted people to think they were moral Hey, flat out, I'm going to tell you this one. I'm going to tell you that I have run into a lot of young men talking to them, and they're here. They come to church all the time because they want to meet a godly young woman. Well, I say this. You can meet godly young women here. There are some beautiful young women here. But if you're going, godly young women here, but if you're attending church for that reason, Jesus says, no. No, man. You might meet some here searching for Jesus, but we're here for Jesus, right? That's not, to do these things for any reason other than Jesus is not agalatheo, all right? So first, first, this coming year, in the coming decade, this is for me, this is for me too. There will be a desire for the easy life, and that is going to tension in your life. Let's move on. Second reason a longing for personal gain. All right. Still same picture, same picture, same picture. You got Jesus, you got the crowd, they fall on him. Some guy said, I'm going to agalatheo you. Jesus said, no, you're not. I know your heart. You love comfort too much. You will not follow me. You get to verse 59, here's what he says. To another, he said, follow me, agalatheo me, follow, follow me. Let's stop there. This is cool, dude. This is so cool. It's cool, but think about it. So first, the picture is Jesus and a crowd. They're just going, woo doo you know? Someone says, I'm gonna follow you. Jesus said, no, you're not. Now, Jesus, he just starts calling people out. Like, he's not even waiting for people to say, I'll follow you. He turns to some dude, and he's like, well, you follow me. Yeah, follow me, follow me. I love it, I love it. I love it when Jesus is seen in Scripture calling people out. Let me ask you a question real quick. Have you, don't raise your hand. Has Jesus ever 
called you out. Like you just, ooh, my life all good, everything good, and Jesus, you, no, seriously, Jesus is like, and you turn, it's Jesus, and Jesus says, I need you to do something. He calls you out. You've been called out by Jesus? It's tough, man. It's a blessing. It's great. You're sitting there, maybe going to church, reading your Bible, Jesus, and Jesus is like, hey, I need, I need you to go serve in Kids Quest once a month. Are you, sh- you sh- me? Once a- what does Agalatheo mean to you, bro? Are you telling me that the living God says, I need you to go work in Kids Quest, serving Kids Quest, to minister to these young men and women once a month? Is that not an honor? Is that not a gift that the living God would ask you to do that or serve in the, the, the preschool or whatever? But yeah, it happens. It happens. Praise his name. Praise his name. Anytime God, anytime Jesus goes, hey, you, go, thank you, thank you, thank you. What, what do you need, all right? Well, that's what he's doing. He's, he's, call, he's calling this guy out. He's calling this guy out. Let me um, talk about one thing before we continue. In this, look, he says, to another, he said, follow me. I want us, this is a good time to pause and notice the difference between follow me and agalatheo. Follow me, English, agalatheo, Greek, all right? Because the English word does not necess- doesn't really make sense here. Follow me, follow me. Follow me, follow me. He says, follow me. Anyway, um, check this out. So they're, they're all walking down this road, all right? The people around him are literally following him, right? They're following him. So it doesn't make sense. The English word doesn't make sense here. So it would be like Jesus turning to someone who's already literally following him and saying, follow me. The guy would be like, I am following you, Jesus. We're on the the same road. This is where you see this word's a little bit different. Let me paraphrase it. It's paraphrased like this, okay? Jesus is walking and the people who are following him, he turns to one of them and says, Agalatheo, right? It's two different words because he was already literally following him on the road. Now Jesus says, I want you to Agalatheo me. I want you to have this lifelong commitment, devotion, submission to me. That's what we see here, all right? Notice how he responds, this man, verse 59, check this dude out. Jesus says, Jesus, Agalatheo. This is what this dude says. But he said, Lord. It's interesting he calls him Lord. It's interesting this man calls him Lord but does not obey him. Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Pause. Okay, 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 okay. Straight up. Sounds like a reasonable request, does it not? And it's actually biblical. I looked this up. Genesis 25, Genesis 35, 49, 50, and 50, 13 makes it really clear that a man's duty is to make sure his father is properly cared for in death. Commandment number five, right? Honor your mother and father, okay? It sounds like a no-brainer, right? Of course, the, the, the Jesus, the dude, the, he gotta go bury his father. Commandment number five, right? That's a no-brainer. Look at verse 60. Look how Jesus responds to this guy. This is curious. You're like, what? I don't know. And Jesus said to him, leave the dead to bury their own dead. 
But as for you, check it out. For you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. You're like, what? Now, what's going on here? Jesus, this dude got to go bury his dad. Hey, Jesus, Jesus, pardon me, Jesus, but do you remember commandment number five? That's a big one. You got to honor your father and your, and your, your mother. What's the Jesus, what's the problem with this man going to bury his father? What's the problem? Well, the problem's actually in the text. You see, this man's father was not dead. This man's father, he's still alive. This, joke, this joker's like, hey, let me go bury my dad. His dad's not alive. His dad's not dead. How do we know this? How do we know this? Two ways we know this. First way, the Jewish people did not embalm their dead. This means that the burial always took place immediately after death. If this man's father had been dead relatively recently, then he would not be on the road with Jesus walking with him. His father's alive. His father's alive. And the way that Jesus responds to him, the structure of the sentence makes it clear that this man's father was still alive. Well, let's go back to the question. Then why did this guy sit there and say, he go, hey, Jesus, Jesus, I'm going to follow you, but let me bury my dad. What is he asking? Well, here's what he's asking. He's asking this. He said, hey, Jesus, this is basically what's going on. He said, hey, Jesus, listen, my dad's not dead yet. I don't know when my dad's going to die. But after he dies, then I'm going to follow you. Because the deal, here's the deal, here's the deal, here's the deal. When my dad dies, this is, this is what's going on. When my dad dies, there's going to be an inheritance to be received. Now, Jesus, 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 if I follow you and I'm out of town some year in advance and my dad dies away and I'm not there, the inheritance is distributed and I'm not with you, then I'm going to lose out on my money. I'm not going to get all my allocation of the inheritance and all these other things. He's like, Jesus, Je- Jesus, here's what he said. Jesus, here's the deal, Jesus, Jesus. I'm going to agalatheo you, but let me get my money first. I get my money, I'm all in. Once again, not uncommon today, I know men and women who will say, Jesus, I will follow you. But I tell you what, Jesus, let me first get my, let me get my finances secure. You know, Jesus, I'm at, hey, Jesus, I'm actually doing you a favor because check it out, Jesus, when I get my money all together, then I'm going to be better equipped to help you and your ministry when the time comes. So let me get the house, let me get the car, let me get the the marriage, let me get that position. After that, when I get all my stuff, when I get all my trinkets, when I get them all, Jesus, I'm all in, I'll be your boy, I'll go with you, I'll ride hard with you. No, you will not. If you do not follow Jesus when you got nothing, you sure ain't gonna follow him when you got all your trinkets and your house and your nice little fireplace and that car that you own or whatever, you'll never have enough. You won't. Let me tell you something. In my life, I've met some very wealthy people that don't know Jesus. And I've never met a wealthy person 
who doesn't know Jesus who will tell you they have enough. How much is enough? A little bit more. Notice what Jesus said to him. You can look at it. He says, he goes, leave the dead to bury their own dead, but as for you, I love this, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. This lets us know, Christians, we have a greater call on our life than, 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 than collecting shiny little toys to proclaim the gospel, the kingdom. It's greater. I want to share a story with you. Um, it was a pain. Well, I'll just share it with you. Um, I'll make it fast. Dish. Um, when I, um, about a decade ago, the Lord called me and my family to this church as a pastor. And when I first got here, I was blessed by the grace of God to begin a Bible study at my house with uh, two, three young men um, who didn't know Jesus, didn't love Jesus. They were far from Jesus. And um, God did a movement, and I was really blessed to be a part of it. But uh, all these guys, I, I, I'm preaching. It's, they were building, my, my house was being built. And so I'm upstairs, and this is being built. In the evenings, I would preach, and God would save people. God would just save these men, and it was just neat to be a part of, a blessing to be a part of. But I started feeling overwhelmed I didn't want to really involve the church. I wanted to stay, well, the church was involved, but I didn't want it to be like official. I wanted to, to keep it while these guys were just coming. To, they didn't know anything about the church, and it was just a really critical time. All these guys coming to faith, and I'm like, I need some help. So here's what I do. There was a, a young, mature Christian that was a part of the church. And so I approached that young, mature Christian, and I said, listen, man, God's doing something over here, and I need some help. I need some help. You just, I need some help. Would you help me? And he's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so the next week, me and this young, mature Christian who was doing all sorts of things, we, 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 we go, we have the Bible study. This happened, dude. This is so ridiculous, man. I'm sitting there. It's hot. It's like August. We all sweating. We all stinking. It was ridiculous. But I'm a preaching and I'm a preaching. I'm spitting and I'm preaching. Spitting, preaching. Water just everywhere, okay? You just get the idea. We get to the end of the whole message, and I'm like, would any of you like to repent of your sin and call upon the living God or living Jesus Christ to save you. And this one dude, he hey, hasn't been to church, so you don't know what to do. He raises again. He goes, I do. And I go, all right. This, this dude, the next thing he did, like I said, he's he not been in church. Next thing, did, I guess he saw this on TV. I don't know. He falls to his knees. You just hear a thud. And that young man cried out, repented of his sins, called on Jesus to save him. Everybody in that room was crying, man. All these men, big men, strong men. There was, I was the only guy not having tattoos, all right? It was just all these guys, and they all crying, God is moving and it's powerful, powerful. All right. The next week we're gonna meet these guys getting saved, they're telling their buddies and their buddies are starting to come. So I, I, I call up the young man, the mature Christian that I'd asked to help me. And I said, dude, it's getting sick up in here. We, we're gonna have to be prepared for tonight. A lot of guys are coming. That young man, that mature Christian man, he told me, he goes, listen here, Travis, I'm busy. I got a lot of things going on. And he listed them. He goes, I can't be a part of it. Let me tell you right now, did not compute in my head. 
I like I, I didn't say it out loud. I just like what you am I? What you got going on? The greatest thing in this whole city going down in my unbuilt house tonight. I'm serious. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, you were there last week. You saw that. You tasted it. You beheld it. Grown men weeping and repenting of their sins. And you tell me you got some trinkets to go chase after. I didn't say all that. That's what I thought. I said, okay. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. So I hung up and I said, God, I need help. You know what God did? He brought me some help. That's what God does. God's never lacking. I forget that sometimes. God's never lacking. God did it. My point is, there are people who will let personal gain get in their way of following Christ. Let it not be me, let it not be you. Third thing, a craving for relationships. Verse 61, yet another said, I love that, another guy. Like this guy, I'm guessing he's not paying attention. He's Johnny come lately. He has not seen all these other guys. He's on here and Hey, Jesus, I will agalatheo you, Lord, but. Guys, listen, you can't say Lord and but. It doesn't go together. It doesn't. If he's Lord, he's Lord. If he's not Lord, he's not. You can't say but. Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Okay, once again, this sounds like a reasonable request, right? Like, I, I, Jesus, I'm going to follow, I'm going after you, Jesus. I'm going hard, but I got to go home. Let me just say farewell to the ones I love. But look at verse 62. Look how Jesus responds. Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Jesus says, no, No, you can't, can't do that. Now, that seems a bit harsh. Straight up, it does. And some of us, we look at this and we're like, wait a minute. This does not fit my image of Jesus, right? Like a lot of us don't have an image of Jesus, a Jesus that says no. Like we, Jesus always says yes. No, he doesn't. Jesus says no a lot in the, new, in the Bible. And he told me no a lot. He told me a no a lot. But the question is, why is Jesus telling this man he cannot return home to say farewell? Well, the overarching reason is this. God knows that man's heart. God knows that that man's love of his family and his relationships is greater than his love for Jesus. And Jesus is saying, no, no. You, you can't, you cannot put relationships in this world above my relationship and agalatheo me. Let me talk about this just real quickly. I understand this is a fear for many of us. I get it. There is a fear that if we follow Jesus, he might call us to the mission field, he might call us to move, he might call us to all these other things, and we fear that if we do these things for Jesus, uh, if we follow Jesus, that we're gonna lose these relationships and we, we won't have friends. In my, let me just tell you this real quick. In my life, the Lord has asked me to move to multiple locations, different countries, different languages, and every time, God has always given me very good, close friends. All right? I wanna say this clearly. I have never lacked anything following Jesus. Never. 
So please don't fear that. Don't fear that. God will provide. And then real quick, let me just, this is just a side note. It's interesting. Jesus says, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. This is interesting because um, Jesus is not quoting the Bible there. He's quoting a popular secular proverb from a Greek 8th century poet, all right? So Jesus answers this person with a popular kind of pop song. Why? Why? Why does Jesus do that? I suppose this man was not versed in the Bible, but he used something this man would be versed in. And so there you go. So let's get back to the beginning. Let's look at our word, agalatheo. Jesus says to all of us, last year, this year, next year, next decade, agalatheo, right? Don't come and be my buddy and eat pizza with me and hang out. I want you to die to yourself and pick up your cross in this coming year. In this coming year, this is true of me and all of us, I want us to know. In this coming year, you will be tempted to yield to your flesh. Mark this down. There will be a weekend this year where your desire for comfort and your desire to stay in bed or some other activity will exceed your desire to be here. It's going to happen. Say no. Agalatheo. Agalatheo. There will be a time in this coming year where your desire for a personal gain, some trinket, I don't know what it is, will be greater than your desire to tell your neighbor about Jesus. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. Go for that shiny little object. Go knock on your neighbor's door. Agalatheo. There will be a time in this coming year where your loyalty to your friends and your family may pull on you greater than your love for Jesus. Don't let that happen. Agalatheo. In all these times, remember, the call on our life is the same. It is a call to continuously and endlessly lifelong commitment and devotion and submission to Jesus, our Savior. Guys, things going to change. Technology, all these things change us. Our God doesn't, and the call remains the same. Let's follow him. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a six-week sermon series called Jesus in the Midst. John chapter 13 and 14 record Jesus's final words to his disciples in the upper room. They're about to enter the darkest moment in history and Jesus shares with them the essentials of what they need to walk through them. You know, the things they needed in the midst of their darkest hour are the same things we need in ours. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses or online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. Lastly, there are so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing at Silverdale. We really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please stay connected. 
Be sure to like and follow us on all our different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.